FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 189 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked? <laughs> Snicked or sniffle. <laughs> the podcast that goes sniffle. <laughs> you sound like you go sniffle. I do go sniffle. I went sniffle. All day at work today, people are like, you need to go home. <laughs> you know it's bad when total strangers at your work just go... <laughs> right. You, you really should go home. You don't have any like total strangers at your work. the the hand sanitizer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but luckily germs cannot be spread through podcasting. Nope. So even um, in a zombie apocalypse, we'll still be yeah. here. No, I'm pretty sure this is all sinus and allergy related anyway, so you, it's not contagious. But No, unless I get sick in three days, and then we know it is. True. But hey, we're here to talk about Wolverine comics. And Wolverine has a healing factor, so he can't get a cold or a sinus infection or allergies. Hmm. That'd be nice, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just think. Does that also mean that, like, when you're exhausted and tired, he your muscles get... rebound faster? Yeah. 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 That's so one that of his powers. Crazy workout that I'm, like, walking around weird because I'm so <laughs> sore. I wouldn't have that problem. No, at least not as long. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, healing factor would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you get on that? Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. But anyway, we're going to talk about all the Wolverine comics for the last half of July 2016. So we did the first half. Now we're doing the second half. And that's how we roll. That's kind of what you come to expect on the podcast that goes snicked. Snickety snack. Yep. So anyway, we got comics coming right at you. Here we go. All right, so first up, we have All New Wolverine number 10 and Old Man Logan number 9. By the way, we're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? <laughs> Since we forgot about ourselves. Yeah, in the last episode, the flashback little bonus episode, the bonus episode, I did it over Excalibur. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't say my name once the whole episode. <laughs> so people are listening going, yeah. I think this They're is going, Jason. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> You know I really want you. Nah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, that was uh, pre-Beyonce, Beyonce. Um, <laughs> you know. Was that a Destiny's Child throwback? Yes, yeah, oh. that was a Destiny's Child, which would be uh, Mystique, right? Isn't Mystique kind of Destiny's foster child? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. she is. All right, so they should change their name to Mystique. Actually, the, the two girls that are left, the not Beyonce's, <laughs> they should start going by Mystique. Yes. And just be a slight variation on a theme. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, all new Wolverine <laughs> number 10 is a C dub 2 tie in, Civil War 2. War! Huh. Hey, speaking <laughs> of Destiny, we got Destiny Part 1. Nice. Yeah. And there's a child in this comic. All the single ladies? No, just kidding. Uh, Probably, yeah. I think Laura and Gabby are both single. Anyway, Destiny Part 1, our C-dub dose tie-in is written by Tom Taylor, penciled by Iguara, which I'm guessing should probably just be one word, Iguara. Like Iguana? Yeah, but I don't think so, and that's racist. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, wouldn't it be cool? I'm going to change my name to Iguana. Yeah. From uh, now on, you may call me Iguana. Mm-hmm. Inkers going old school, Bob Wyacek and Victor Olazaba. Uh, the Wyacek is the old school, in case you don't listen to the flashbacks. Um, colors by John Rauch. Rauch? I don't know. Roach? I don't Roach? think it's Roach. Roach is not right. <laughs> and probably slightly offensive. Um, but I think it's Rauch. Anyway, but enough of sweating the small things. Uh, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Ooh. And cover by Bingle, the tiger. <laughs> wow. I like um, this cover quite a bit. FYI. Cold medicine. Not really. Mucinex um, <laughs> and um, bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Me, orange juice. <laughs> Yeah, you decide who's more fun. Yeah. Sugar high or drug-induced coma. No, just kidding. Yeah. So anyway, on New Wolverine number 10, we have a great cover by Bingle. Uh, we have Old Man Logan and Wolverine squaring off against each other. I... And a very, like, fuzzy... A- you know, this cover is a little more sketchier than his have been. Yeah, He's been kind of clean. This is really sketchy, but I like, like, the action. How it kind of blurs, like, around the front. Of Wolverine's like legs, and are, the colors are kind of like printed old school, where they're a little bit outside the lines. Like yeah, on like Wolverine. it's off registration. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, that thing. And then I like how the background's not finished. Like it's white, but then it fades into like buildings, but they're very sketchy buildings, like not fully um, developed. That's not the right word. Not fully, not furnished. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Fully rendered. They're not yeah. fully rendered. This reminds me of old school, like, marker and ink. Yeah. So do you like it? <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah, I think this cover is pretty flipping fantastic. I have a kind of a clever image I might use for the title, but this wouldn't normally be the title and probably still will be. I may do, like, an alternate title page, but we'll see. But anyway, so what happens, you know, remember last time that the... the Wolverine went into Fing Fang Foom's belly and rescued <laughs> old man Logan. And then Gabby took her back to their apartment, and but they tied him up. Yeah. Because, you know, he might be dangerous. And he is not her Logan. So what happens in this comic? So we start off in Upper New York Bay, home to Alpha Flight and the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. The Triskelion is the ultimate base. Uh, So we have Black Panther there just for to look cool. Yeah. But he is one of the ultimates, so it it fits. But they picked him because he looks badass. Yeah. So while they're there, you know, Black Panther's there just to, as Jason put it, look stealthy. But they are, something's changing the world. And they're looking into it. And his name is Ulysses. Yes. The Inhuman, then a Spart Civil War II. He can see possible futures. And I really like the panel at the bottom here where he's having a vision of a possible future. And in his eye, it turns red like in his pupil. And you see like a bloody Wolverine claw. Or I'm sorry, a a bloody Logan claw because there's three of them. But what I find interesting is it talks about uh, when he's scared and stressed is when he sees the future. And you know what makes him scared and stressed? Yeah. When he sees the future. Exactly. It's like they're making Iron Man's argument for him. But Yeah. Um, And so then we get to a full page where Wolverine's on his knees. His claws are out. They're bloody. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, old it's it's hard. It's confusing. Old habits. Yeah. Old dogs, such um, and such. But it's kind of cool because so his hands are up and his claws are out, but then behind him is this very sort of big head, bobblehead Wolverine. Or is that supposed to be Gabby? I think that's Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. But then behind we have the claws. And if you Different notice. Different sets. One's yeah. like Logan's and one's Laura's. Right. And kind of crisscrossing. So a very violent scene he's seeing. And we'll come to find out that he, he foresees Logan murdering Laura. Mm, Laura or Gabby? Oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll get to that. But okay. the image that it appears what we're going to see is a conflict between Logan and Wolverine. Yes, because she's got scratches on her cheek and yeah. uh, whatnot. So Captain Marvel busts through the door. Yeah. She's like, hey, you okay? He's like, I just saw Wolverine and, a, and an old man and a young girl flying through the air, and I saw an angel. Interesting, because we haven't seen Angel in this book for a while. No. But... If you look at the, uh, the, um, oh hell, the, pr- not the preview, well, yeah, the, the, the previews, um, the solicits, jeez Louise, that's what I'm looking for, the solicits for all new X-Men, we know that there might be a rekindling, so Ooh. we'll see, but anyway, but Angel does get mentioned here, yes. so in case you forgot about him. <laughs> and he says there's a whole lot of blood. And so... Lots and lots of blood. Captain Marvel says, get me Director Hill. So then we go back to the apartment. And Wolverine wakes up to see Jonathan staring at him. Which, that's got to be kind of an interesting sight. Yeah. Old Man Logan sees a Wolverine. We have this ooh in the background, which we'll find out what that is in a second. And Gabby apologizes that the Wolverine is in Old Man Logan's face. He gets irate, wants to know why he's tied down to a bed. And why he suddenly looks like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. (laughs) And why is he hearing whale sounds? Yes. And Gabby's like, it's supposed to keep you calm because we know what happens when you're not calm. So she's trying to soothe the berserker with, uh, you know, blue whale underwater music. What I find interesting is after she turns off the music, he questions, is it a good idea to keep a Wolverine in an apartment? And I just find the wordplay here quite hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because she says, um, I'm Gabby. I was cloned from Laura, who was cloned from you. So you're like my interdimensional dystopian future grandpa, which sounds like I something I would that. say. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and, like, and what does Logan say? Give us your best Logan voice, old man Logan voice. And what's that? No, your best, old man. And what's that? (laughs) That's Jonathan. He's a Wolverine. Um, He isn't related to you via any dimensions that I know of. (laughs) And then Logan questions if it's a good idea to keep a Wolverine in an apartment. Yep. Then Wolverine comes back. They they say why they have an affinity for him. He was being experimented on. They relate. They all relate. Yeah. Yeah. One big happy Wolverine-ish family. <laughs> Wolverine family. Uh, so basically they say, if you're calm, we'll untie you. And he says, I'm calm. So they untie him. Yeah. They seem to be getting along for the most part, which, you know, Laura wasn't sure. Because again, not her Logan. Right. But, um, but then at the end of the last issue, remember he did say, well, this is why I raised you. So he has memories of her. Right. So it kind of is still her. Uh, it, 
Old Man Logan gets weird. I mean, he's kind of not everybody's Wolverine, but he kind of is. Yeah. Um. So cause he has some sh- some shared past experiences, but of course, a lot of different ones as well. Well, before they have a chance to do anything, they hear people out on the fire escape. And right. Wolverine's like, I'm going to take care of it. He pops his claws and Laura kind of takes the stand and she goes, this is my home. So right, we'll do it my way. Put it back. So two, <laughs> this actually cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. So two burglars break into the house. The apartment, yeah. Into the apartment. And of course, they're all, Gabby's like, oh my gosh, burglars. Are you here to burgle us? <laughs> and they just laugh. Like, dude, do you know what you just walked into? Right. Yeah. Gabby's crying. Laura's face palming. Wolverine's actually grabbing his side. He's laughing so hard. So the burglars are like. They're befuddled a little bit. Yeah. Like, hey, we, we got guns here. <laughs> and so they're like, look, you, you, well, uh, old man Logan steps up and says, you know what? You don't know what you walked into. Well, yeah, I like how he says it. He says, no one deserves what you just stepped into. Just walk away and know this is the luckiest day in your life. Yeah. And of course, they're they're just like, we got guns. Yeah, he pulls the gun. And Jonathan, the Wolverine, goes running. He charges. And we get a scene that almost broke my heart. Well, I even stopped and looked at Jason and goes, is Jonathan dead? Please tell me if he's dead. I don't want to read anymore if he's dead. <laughs> And of course he goes, you go to read it. Yeah. When we get a big like A-team font, like, you know, the military font, like yeah. bang with a white background and the silhouetted Jonathan getting shot. And then all the claws come out yeah. and the burglar's like, oh, beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You shot one of their own. But so- before they can do anything, the clawless one, Gabby runs and just breaks this guy's nose. With her knee. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And um, the other criminal's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he does. He shoots at Laura, but she blocks it, the bullet with her claws. She slices the gun with her foot claw just, to, just for Dan. And then uh, she kicks him in the face. And uh, they, they take care of these guys. Logan's going to kill them. Laura says no. So we'll, uh, old man Logan headbutts the guy Yeah. with a giant crunch. Yeah, because he's got a metal skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Gabby runs to Jonathan, but he's just grazed. He'll make it. Yes. He just gonna, needs a Band-Aid. He's gonna make it after all. So Laura asks old man Logan to kind of patch up Jonathan. Yeah, he's got experience. He's filled dressed wounds before. But I love how they call him now the unstoppable Jonathan. Yes, because he survived. Yeah. I also like that Laura and or Gabby have Spider-Man bed sheets. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming that would that's Gabby. Yeah, it is. But now in this innocent, we're here to patch up the Wolverine, Jonathan. Yeah. Something strange happens. Yeah. And who are you going to call? Old man Logan tells Gabby, I know you're hiding something from her. Yep. He says, where I came from, I knew you. Don't try it. And Gabby knows what he's talking about because she. Well, does she know what she's talking about or does she just know? Or is she asking, like, does Laura know you recognize me? Like, she, I, I can't tell if she's asking, like, does Laura know what I'm going to do? Or is she asking, does, like, does Laura know that you know me? Because if you know me, then you know my future, right? Yeah, but she also asks him, I don't know what you're, like, she's playing it off. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess she's so, asking, well, does Laura know what you know? Yeah, so theory time then. Let's take a little break. Okay. Do you think she somehow, did you know the other sister that survived? Right. Went back to, uh, uh, her name's escaping me, uh, her, Blanche. Laura Sabretooth, Kamira, Kamira, right? I guess so. Oh, crap. I can't wait to forget that. This podcast just lost all credibility. But, um. <laughs> Anyway, th- that girl. Blame the Mucinex. Yeah, blame the Mucinex. Uh, but that girl, um, so the, the the middle sister went back to her. Right? right. So do you think maybe somehow there's still a tie-in to Gabby and her? Or do you think it's just something that's going to be off the wall that we won't see coming? Or I think it's going to be something off the wall that we don't see coming. I kind of hope we never actually see it. I kind of hope the future changes and Gabby just gets to stay Gabby. But you never know. Well. Probably not. It's, or this is comics. is... Does Wolverine, okay, so Wolverine has told Laura, I raised you in this apartment. Right. Okay. So, but he's from another dimension. Yeah, another timeline. Right. Another future past. Right. (laughs) So, my noodle is already twisted that he raised Laura in that apartment, but he's from a different timeline. Well, it was his apartment. Like, she, she went there. I mean, I'm assuming... You know, Logan probably has several apartments that have been paid for, like, well in advance. Right. You know, and so Laura's crashing there. Now, we don't know whether they, in our 616 universe, our timeline, whether they have spent any significant time there together or not, whether Laura just knew about it and she went there because it was convenient. But when he says, I raised you, I mean, that's different than, like, oh, you know, you came over and had dinner a couple of times. Right. It's like they had more of that father-daughter type relationship that that they were building towards that Laura always wanted. Right. So maybe in in Old Man Logan's future past, you know, he, he maybe, maybe they both quit the X-Men and, like, went and lived, like, a life together, like, trying to do something else. You know, I don't know what exactly that refers to, but I mean, there's definitely something different that Laura hasn't experienced yet, but it shocked her and also made her connect to Old Man Logan. Yes, but the fact that he knows Gabby and Gabby knows him and they know what they're talking well, Gabby about. Gabby doesn't know him. Well, he says, I know what is exact I know where you came from. And she says, Does Laura know? No, she, no, he says, I know you're hiding something. He says, Where I came from oh. I knew you. I guess it's Gabby's shock. Like, okay. If you were like, Hey, I'm Jason from another dimension and in my world, I knew you. Would I, would my comment be, did you tell Laura? Or would my comment be, what did I do? Yeah. Fair point, I guess. Yeah. And so the fact that she says, does Laura know, threw me a little bit. Because my first question would be, what did I do? Like, in your world, what did I do? Right. Yeah. But I guess, though, I guess to me, it could be equally surprising, though, because... Wolverine already died in this timeline. Right. So this, in theory, this would be past anything that Wolverine should have experienced. Of course, we know (laughs) that's where it gets weird because he didn't die in this timeline. Right. Like, he never died. And so there's this weird thing of, of at what point did he meet Gabby? And, you know, what does it mean? So I, I don't know. I mean... I still think it could mean that, like, does she know that you know me, and what does that mean? What does that say? What does that do? Yeah, but then he follows up with, you're not planning on hurting her. And 
Gabby gets very, very upset. She's like, no, I'd never. Yeah, but old man Logan either is pretending to or I think based on his smile, kind of sincerely believes her that she means no harm. So what I'm thinking is that Gab... My thought is that at one point in old man Logan's future past that he and Laura fought the army of clones together. And that so they were always enemies. Gabby was never rescued or brought like home to be good. Like all the clones were bad the whole time. And so he recognized her as a clone, realizes that the clones to him are enemies and wants to know like what Gabby's hiding. And maybe she knows something, maybe she has something that she is hiding, but he seems to trust her or believe her when she says that she means nothing harmful. Yeah, because it, well, and then he follows up with like, hey, so that kick to the face? Because that's the kind of thing any interdimensional dystopian future grandpa might be proud of. And they get a little smile, and then um, he tells Laura she's kind of impressive. And he pulls a classic Wolverine move. He cuts off the... He, they only have juice, but he cuts off the bottle cap with his claw. And <laughs> I love what Laura's response to that. Because we've seen this a hundred times in X-Men comics where yes. he pops a beer with his claw and, you know, sends the bottle cap flying and chugs a beer and everyone's impressed. But Laura, what does Laura say? Laura says... uh you think that's cool, slicing off the top of the drink and leaving it on the floor? Who do you think's going to pick that up? It won't be me. You need glasses? Yes. <laughs> Why are you I'm not that? exactly domestic. <laughs> yes. Thank you. The garbage is. I know where the garbage is. And then Laura tries to get some information yeah, from she Wolverine. Does. She's yeah. like, so you lived here before? When we brought you here, you said this was this where you raised me. Yeah. And he says that he knew she was alive, like, in the world, but he didn't want to find her. Um, and he talks about, you know, typical Logan stuff. Everyone I everyone I love dies. Right. I screwed up. Made lots of bad memories. Uh, I love him the whole time he's saying this. He's shaking the, the juice bottle like it's, you know, a 40 a beer. But then he says, but there wasn't one damn thing I regretted about you, kid. You were one of the only things I got right. Seeing you here again, <laughs> and he doesn't go. He doesn't go. It gives me hope. No, in old man Logan style, he says, "Oh, feels like destiny's giving me another chance to mess it up." <laughs> that is very old man Logan. Yeah. And then he says he's gonna tell her about Gabby, but she says, "Nope, I don't want to hear it. I don't want kind of the Doc Brown Back to the Future thing. I don't want to yeah. know anything about time travel. You're gonna mess up the time stream. Don't tell me." Whatever. This is her future now. Like she can make it her own. Well, and I I love that panel where Laura is saying her little spiel about don't tell me it. Because you can see, like, she's slamming her hand down on the table. Like, yeah. she's, and she's standing up. Like, her hair's, you know, moving. It's not stationary anymore. She's got her finger pointing. Like, right. Wolverine has hit a cord. Yeah. And then old man Logan, he just smiles and... He enjoys kind of their feisty relationship. Then he realizes that the crooks are still there. <laughs> They've been uh, knocked tied out up this and, whole time. You know, shoved in the corner. <laughs> their decoration. Yeah. And so uh, Wolverine decides she's going to call Director Hill. She doesn't want to just call the cops. Maybe she'll can come. 
I mean, they're just regular burgers. Burgers. Burglars. Hamburglers. But maybe she'll can come get them. But that's when Maria Hill awkwardly leaning over her desk in a weirdly sexual pose. <laughs> I was gonna say, and Which I don't think I've ever seen out of place in this issue. I, none of the artists like that, except for that one, kind of one. Why pen. is her table so low? So she's gonna lean over and present. <laughs> I was gonna say I have never leaned over my desk like that ever, and right. my desk is as low as I can get it because I'm a short person. Right. But she uh, she tells Wolverine something, and we see the shield agent storming the apartment. Of course, they notice because they have hypersenses. Old Man Logan jumps out the window. Captain America's there. Says, we need to have a chat, soldier. And then what does Maria Hill tell Laura? He's going to kill Gabby. Yeah, interesting. And I kind of wish we didn't see the next cover. It kind of bums me out. Why? Because it... I mean, yeah. All right. So just knowing the characters. Okay. And knowing, you know, the kind of impetus behind Civil War II. Okay. Right? Like, should we use this kid and kind of minority report the heroes and villains? Or should we, you know, not bust people for things they haven't done yet? Right. Which, all right, which side do you think our two central characters here would fall on? Would they be the same, different, and how so? Um, well, based on how Laura already jumped on Wolverine saying, don't tell me what Gabby, don't tell me what you know about Gabby, uh-huh. I would say Laura's on the side of no, we're right. not doing anything until yeah, you're something pre- happens. You're, you're pretty sure she's not going to side with S.H.I.E.L.D. on this one. Right. Old man Logan. Um, uh, he was eager to tell her what Gabby did. Well, not or, only that, but he kind of, you know, we've seen in this book and in his book, kind of re- a reluctance to admit that the future is not going to happen exactly as he saw it. Right. And even though he knows it's not the same, he still struggles with, like, but it still could. You know, so he might be a little more inclined to say, well, yeah, if we can prevent something, let's prevent it. Right. I don't think he'd be cool with the I. I think he would kind of maybe excuse away the fact that, like, well, maybe we shouldn't overdo this. But I think I think just a general idea of... If we can stop my future and right. this guy can help us do that, then maybe it's worth looking into. Well, and I see Wolverine is also being that person where unless it's him, he's all for it. <laughs> right. And then when it's about him, he's like, hold on here. Right. But anyway, uh, all that to get around to, while you're pretty sure where Wolverine's going to fall, the next cover kind of gives it away. Yeah. And we won't say why. We'll let you guys kind of have some suspense. So let's talk about the art. What do you think of the art in this book? Loved it. I finally loved the way someone drew Old Man Logan. Really? Yes. You like him looking like Ebenezer Scrooge. It was only... massive receding hairline and sideburns longer than... That's one panel. No, that's almost every panel. No, it's not. It's fine that you like it. It's, It's no big deal. And his sideburns are super bushy. They're the longest part of his hair in every panel. And in his hair, he has really short, really receding. You know what? I've had so many dislikes on how people have drawn Old Man Logan that this one doesn't bother me, and I'm excited about it. Okay, fair enough. Um, And I love the way Laura is drawn. Okay. I didn't really like it the first read-through, to be honest. 
something about it. And like, it's not bad. Like, there's nothing like, oh, that's, that's like functionally or artistically bad. It just didn't, I don't know. It didn't appeal to me. I liked it a little bit better going through it again. There's panels that, that stuck out to me as being really interesting and and such. It's still not my favorite. Of the three arts we've had on this book, I'd probably put him third. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's not. I like it more than I did the first read-through. So what do you think of the story? I like the story. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm kind of digging it. Me too. I like the interaction between the three characters. I love the suspense or the level of drama between Old Man Logan and Gabby. Yeah, I mean, it was funny, it was charming, but it's still like telling a serious Wolverine story. Like it's, right. It's kind of hit, it's hitting it all for me. So before we grade it, we have some comments from Dan from the Intracomics podcast. Hi, Dan. Yeah. Uh, of course, his Twitter is at Gizmo151183. And, of course, you should go listen to his podcast, the Intracomics podcast. I said that already, but it's really good. So if you're not already listening to it, then you should be. But he says, so Wolverine 10, a decent tie-in that was character-driven. A little bit of human and some great moments of Laura. Art was dynamic but felt a little off in places. I would agree with that. Jonathan the Unstoppable is clearly the best thing ever. <laughs> Four out of six claws for Dan. Nice. Yeah, so what are you going to grade all new Wolverine number 10? I am also going to give it four out of six. Oh, we're going to go three for three. Huh. I'm also going to give it four four out of six. If I would have liked the art a little better, could have bumped it up to a five, but it wasn't. Like, and I don't, I'm not trying to be like hateful. Like He's a fine artist. It just doesn't. I just didn't connect with it like I have been on this book. And so it, drew, it brought it down a little bit for me. But anyway, that's all new Wolverine number 10. What's not a Civil War 2 tie-in is Old Man Logan number 9. The Last Ronin, Part 1, The Silent Order. This, of course, is written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andreas Orantino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, and a cover by Andre Sorrentino, and this cover is amazing. Very simple. We have our cool Old Man Logan title, now with three claws next to it. I like it better like that. I don't know if I want it that way all the time, but it really sticks out on this one, for sure. Um, then, of course, we have the billing underneath it, like a movie poster, which I love. So then we have this, uh, what do you call it? Se- sepia? Sepia? Sepia tone, like background, almost almost photorealistic, of like a Japanese village and a smoky, hazy sky. And, of course, we have a Japanese sun with a samurai sword in the middle of it. It's yeah, a great cover. What I love is uh, this photorealistic. It's almost like a screen print. Yeah. Or of a um, yeah, a screen print. You mean like like screen printing like a shirt or art? Yeah. Not like not a screen print from a computer screen. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's um, not a print screen. A screen print. <laughs> yeah. Like they use the negative space to build yes. out the image. Yes. Very much so. Very good. Very good. A great cover. And I would say both these two covers might well get mentioned again year in. I I would be intrigued to see how they use the red circle. I mean, obviously that red circle is going to be an intricate part of the covers for me. Yeah, I think it is for this seri- for this uh, storyline. Uh, the next one um, we won't talk about, it, but it looks really cool as well. All right, so 
old man Logan's decided he's gonna um gonna take the pain to the bad guys first. That's his new mission. So we start off in Tokyo. We see a white suit. Automatically takes us back to the days of uh, Wolverine as Patch in his old white suit in the old Wolverine solo series when he was a major poor in Japan and such. And he's meeting an informant. He buys two beers. Uh, <laughs> the guy, other guy thinks he's getting a beer and Wolverine's like, or I'm sorry, Old Man Logan's like, not so fast. I'm really thirsty. I'm really, I, I want to go into a bar, order two beers, and then like tell him I'm thirsty. Yeah. So this guy is Ato, I think. Uh, Georgie, how would you say that? E-I-T-O? I think it's Ato. Anyway, he has information. Mm. So he pulls out his phone. He's going to email it. And old man Logan's like, what are you doing? I don't have email. I love <laughs> the guy's response. Who doesn't have email? Right. He's like, me. <laughs> oh, I love his line. He says, couldn't you just write it down on a bar napkin like a normal rat face snitch? <laughs> no, I got to email it. I got to text it with emojis. Yeah. And so to this point, we haven't seen Wolverine's face, but he says, yeah, I got information. I got good information. I have all sorts of information. You know what other kind of information I found? There's a price on your head. Three million yen, dead or alive. Hmm. And then we see he opens the napkin and says, boom. And we see old man Logan's face for the first time. He's wearing the eye patch. So he's back in his patch persona. He was hoping people would have forgot about it. They clearly did not. And he gets shot up with machine guns with an awesome rat-a-tat-tat in the background. A great panel. That Denise probably doesn't like. No, because it's, it's monochromatic. Red. And she hates monochrome. I don't hate it. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Invent something different. Right. So anyway, people don't know that Patch and Wolverine or, and or Logan are one and the same. So they think, oh, we shot Patch up. We're good to go. This guy's dead. Yep. Healing Patrick mm, kicks in and gets up. So yeah, we get an awesome page. Straight out of a Tarantino film almost. Where he flips the table over and we get a sequence of squares that I like and Denise probably doesn't. Where yeah, it's okay. Where he jumps on the table that he flipped. We get a snicked as he jumps and he jumps over. And he goes, okay, let's do this the hard way. And then we get an awesome double page spread of old man Patch going crazy. We get snicks all over the place as he counts off. Well, you got ears flying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blood and flying. guts everywhere. It's a pretty intense page. But he tells Ato he's going to count to three. And he pops claws. We get three different snicks. A one snicked. A two claw snicked. A three claw snicked. Where's the middle finger claw <laughs> snicked? And he wants to know where Lady Deathstrike is. Remember, her and the Reavers just massacred his village. Yeah. And he's on the hunt. So he says, all right, tell me what I want to know. And also, I'm going to leave you you alive, you and you alone. Yep. And you tell anybody else they want to collect that bounty, they know where to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and so even though we don't hear him dispense of the information, we'll find out that he eventually does. Oh. I love this next page. You just realized what I love about it, didn't you? So yeah, there's this negative and... white space. I missed it on the iPad when you do guided view. Oh, that's too bad. So it's normally just a typical scene. It's uh, old man Logan. Snuggling up. Yeah, with Maureen, his wife, in a weapon ex-bunker back in his future past. But above him, we have a negative white space that's shaped like two blades of a ceiling fan. Yep. It's a nice shot. 
<sighs> you know, there are times that after I read Guided View, I go back and I flip through the pages so I can see if there's anything I missed. Right. And I didn't do it on this one. <laughs> and now I'm just, ugh. So upsetting when I miss stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So we see an intimate conversation with them. Then we see an explosion. And there's a Crimson Dynamo, like some kind of mecha robot. We see the actual Crimson Dynamo floating in the background, but the robot's destroying stuff, and they're looking for Wolverine. Um, even though he's older, isn't Wolverine anymore, so to speak. People are still hunting him down. And he's got a fight. We see his fence twist ready to pop claws. And but Wolverine's like, stops him. Yeah. He's like, no, we got to run. And he says, you're right. So they run to find a squirrel, one of those Canadian squirrels with the long ears. They're called Albert squirrels. Albert, no, Albert, no L. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, look it up. Google that shit. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Squirrel. Um, anyway, Maureen's tired. She can't go on. But old man Logan's like, we got to keep going. She's like, why? They always find us. Um, and he goes, well, what if we leave North America? And she's like, okay, I'll go wherever you want to go. So, of course, we go to Japan. But we, the reader, also go to current Japan. Yes. And Wolverine, <laughs> old man Logan gets there on a little canoe, but he doesn't smell anybody. So he mm. wanders the village. Smells empty. But eventually he smells it. Machine oil and blood. Lady uh -oh. Deathstrike. Now why does Lady Deathstrike smell like machine oil? She's cybernetic. Did you not ever realize that? No. Oh, uh, yeah. So her claws and everything, she's like part machine. She's not a mutant. So she's oh, that's out. disappointing. <sighs> Not if you read her original story. It actually is pretty cool. Mm, okay. <laughs> she just gave me that I don't believe you face. <laughs> um, but you flashback listeners know me and Cameron gave it very high marks. Anyway, so he's here to settle a score. We get the snick. I swear we get a reissue. <laughs> we see just his fist in the claws and a snick in the background. I wonder if there's like a piece of... Some file somewhere. That's yeah, he like, just recolors it. Yeah. No, but the, the, like what he's wearing is always different. So <laughs> his wrist is different. Well, yeah, but he doesn't have to redraw the hand. Right. Yeah. Or the know. letters. He just I don't know. changes his sleeve. Could be. Could be. But he finds her, and he's like, "Show yourself." And he's like, "I, I can't, Logan." And we see her. She's all chained up and cut up, and. The way the shadow is may or may not be missing part of a leg. <laughs> yeah. her, I thought she was missing her toes. Yeah, maybe. And her claws are all mangled. Now, I remember Wolverine left her in really bad shape when she crawled off to her helicopter all bloody. Yeah. But now she's tied up. So someone caught her and left her for bait. Maybe. We'll get to theories in a second. Okay. Um, but anyway, we go back to Japan then. Wolverine or Old Man Logan and Maureen are, are wandering around. I guess we should call him James. She calls him James. So James and Maureen are wandering around to Ghost Town. We see a couple of kids. We see an eyeball spray painted on the wall. Logan says it's he time recognizes to go. it. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever it is, he's like, hey, "Let's go. This is a mistake." And he starts to run off, and we see a bunch of guys with mask on and ninja weapons, and they have the eyeball on the mask. They're the Silent Order. Now, I was trying to remember if the Silent Order is a thing, and I meant to look it up, and I forgot. So let's do that real fast. Marvel. Do, 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 Silent. do, 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 
List of appearances. Old Man Logan 2, number 9. <laughs> so it looks like this is a new thing. Yeah, because um, my question is, are they related to the hand? That is one thing it could be. That was, um, yeah, that's a possibility. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So after we wasted that time, um, we go back to now, and Logan's like, and just some kind of trick. I just fought you. Like, why are you captured? Like, you tried to kill me. And she goes, you never should have come here. It's exactly what they wanted. And then he gets shot with a bunch of arrows in an awesome panel. It's like right out of a Grindhouse movie. Like, it goes all black. He's all red. White arrows. Looks like Thank something. Thank you for not doing the monochromatic thing. I think it I looks love amazing. This. Yeah. The, this one above it? Not uh, so much. Okay. This well, one? Yes. Yeah, it needs their own. Um, I'm over it. The arrows are poison, slowing down his healing factor. And then we meet someone with a mask, a red and white mask. Has the little eyeball that we saw. No eyes. The eyes are covered up. A few too many abs. But one of those Asian masks with like kind of the dragon growls. Yeah. And he says, you have no idea how long we've waited for this. You belong to the silent order now. But it's not the same silent order from the future. But the same hatred for Wolverine. So, you think they might be related to the hand? Yes. I think that's a very good guess. You know, anytime you have ninjas and Wolverine, it could definitely be hand-related. Does this mask remind you of anything? Yeah, it reminds me of those... Oh, what is their name? You're talking about the, like, the, the um, cemetery guys? Like the actual, like, real-life things? Are you talking about something? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. In, in one of the comics we read, there were, uh-huh. oh gosh, and I'm going to say they were all women, but I could be wrong. And the one had like a little girl, or she looked like a little girl and she had a mask. And then... Oh, that was hand-related. Uh, the Savage Wolverine arc by Joe Mad. Yes. Yeah. So they all had weird masks. Yes, true. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely they, Asian in style, so it's not necessarily well, but unique. Yeah, but they were called the Weavers, right? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but not the Reavers. The Reavers are something different. No, 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 no. These were yeah. Weavers. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. But they had like, remember they they had powers, yeah, so to speak. Okay, yeah, but to me, the and this, if I'm right. Kind of negates my criticism of issue number. Well, I did number eight by myself. Seven that we talked about. Issue number seven. My criticism may may be undone here a little bit. So I I think with the combination of the red of the mask, okay, and the 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 demon dragon smile kind of thing, mm-hmm. reminds me <gasps> of Ogun's original yes. mask, and. I was trying like hell because I got so bored with it. I don't remember what happened to Ogun at the end of the Wolverine's minis or weekly series. He was buried in that guy's body, right? Like he was still alive, but he the other guy like asserted his willpower, right? Right. Okay, so maybe he got free. Obviously, they left him alive for a reason. So, um. so but if it's Ogun, then remember he can kind of like jump bodies. Yeah. So it's possible. 
that when Lady Deathstrike attacked the village, it wasn't her undoing all her progress. She was just possessed. That would be a whole I, lot better. It'd be a like whole lot that. better, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then in that case, maybe this disc right now, this all be to, you know what, still sympathizes with Logan. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Love it. So if you're not going to explain why she switched, then just make it a possession and that's fine. So I don't, I don't know if I'm right. I'm just putting it out there that I think that is a very strong possibility. I love that possibility. The mask isn't exactly right and the silent order <coughs> or the silent order would be a new thing for him. Like Ogun, I mean obviously it's their first appearance, so Ogun would not have any history with that that we know of. But his history was always super mysterious anyway, so it could be like a clan he started afterwards or right. a clan he had started before and just never used. Like I'm really interested to see where it goes, but I'm very intrigued by the possibility and the things that kind of reminds me of whether they end up being that or not. Yes. So art. Mm. Okay, I loved it as usual. So same, but same old, same old for us. I like the story better. Uh, yeah, I like the story a lot. I really dug this issue quite a bit. It would have gotten higher marks had it not been for the art for me. <laughs> okay, so then you can guess what. What do you think my grade is going to be? Your grade? Yeah. Five or six. Okay. And what's your grade going to be? Three out of six. Okay. So Denise gives Old Man Logan number nine, three out of six. Just the three claws from the front cover logo. And they're not that long. Okay. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> she did just now. I, well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. She just said it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it. Six out of six claws. I love this issue. I, I figured you would. It was, it's right up my old man Logan reader. <laughs> That's my new name, old man Ro- Logan reader. Yeah, I'm, I'm your host, old man Logan reader. And um, I'm going to give old man Logan number nine, six out of six claws. But those are our two Wolverine books. We did it. We went long. Did we? I got some editing to do. Yeah. Don't wake the executive producer. It'll be a nice full-size episode after that 22-minute one last week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I could help. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to move on, cover a couple of uh, Apocalypse War updates, and then get you out of here. Okay, so next up we have an Apocalypse Wars update. We have Old Man Logan in Extraordinary X-Men number 12. We have Sabretooth in Uncanny X-Men number 10. Extraordinary X-Men number 12, written by Jeff Lemire, penciled by Umberto Ramos, inked by Victor Olazaba, colors by Edgar Delgado, and also uh, this time by Dono Sanchez Amaro. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and the cover is by Ramos and Delgado. And on the cover we have the apocalypse from the future world, Omega world, with his chosen four horsemen, Colossus, Deadpool, Moon Knight, and it just shows Venom, and he's got kind of Venom like on a symbiotic uh, creature leash, like an attack dog. Of course, we know that Old Man Logan is currently in there. And that's a good good place to start with the recap. Remember, uh, the X-Men sent the Ark into the future to try to protect it. And with it with went Colossus and some of the young members of the X-Men. And they went to the future Omega world where Apocalypse rules. 
And then, of course, the X-Men go after them. The extraordinary X-Men team, that is. And then now, Magic is going after them. And she's traveling through the time. She gets stopped. And what looks like a giant, like, candle made out of dead skin. <laughs> but there's some, uh, some wizards in there that have stopped her. And she assumes they want to fight. But they don't want to fight. They just want to warn her that all of this future she's heading towards, it's all Sapna's fault. And they're her daughters. And Magic must go back to her time and sway Sapna. And Magic's like, what? No. Of course, then we go to Omega World, 3167 AD. Nightcrawler has just tried to kill an old, feeble apocalypse, and the world is collapsing. So then, you know, he and Storm decide, oh, wait, I guess we should try to save him. There's more fighty fight. Um, Gene is trying to save old man Logan from the Venom symbiote. Um, does not have much luck. So then Iceman's like, hey, you're trying to contact Logan. Quick, go inside the Venom's mind. And she does, and it's all black. All black with a Venom face. And um, she kind of burns it out with some telekinetic, possibly Phoenix fire? Hmm? Uh, maybe. Um, anyway, what well, she does that inside, on the outside, externally, in the physical world, uh, the symbiote kind of spits Old Man Logan out. And then Iceman freezes it, which I didn't know really worked. And of course, Old Man Logan wakes up. He gets hit by a flying glob. We get a double snicked as he says, The bigger they are, the harder they fall. So start throwing snowballs or something. Lemire's Old Man Logan dialogue in this book continues to be awful. Then we go somewhere in time. Magic says, Enough of this. She leaves. She's going to go find her X-Men. She does. Of course, she finds an evil Colossus. She yells at him. She fights him. She hits him with her soul sword. Knocks him down. Storm and Nightcrawler bring feeble old Colossus. Old Man Logan wants to kill him. We get another another double snick as he's about to kill him. Uh, Storm stops him, says they need him. It's the only chance of saving Colossus. We don't really have to save this world per se, but we got to save Colossus, so we need him. And then Magic takes everybody home. Uh, they have Colossus there. And a dying apocalypse. They ask Forge to save him. He's like, what? You're kidding, right? And then Colossus says, too bad. And he teleports, which I didn't know he had this power, but I guess he does. He teleports Colossus away. We get another snick. This, lots of snick in this comic book. As old man Logan tries to interrogate Colossus, says, where is, where is he? Where'd you send him? Answer me. And Colossus says, kill me. I don't belong in this world. But he does. And then we say we see where he got sent. He got sent to some clan Acuba Acolytes who recognize him as a future horseman of death. One of the four has come. War is here. So he's the horseman of war. Um, the art is okay in this book. It's actually not too, too bad. Um, the colors by Delgado and I guess this time also by Sanchez Amara continue to be the highlight of the book visually. Um, the story is not the worst chapter of this story we've had going on. Yeah, I mean, this book's been pretty terrible. This one was actually okay. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Extraordinary X-Men, I mean, Old Man Logan doesn't have too much to do. He, uh, he gets out of the symbiote. He wants to kill Apocalypse. They talk him out of it. He goes home with the rest of the X-Men. That's, you know, whatever. Um, I'm gonna give Extraordinary X-Men number 12. I'll give it three out of six claws. 
Uncanny X-Men number 10. Another Apocalypse Wars story. Written by Colin Bunn. Art by Ken Lashley. Colors by Nolan Woodard. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Landon Woodard did the cover. And this cover is great by Gre- uh, sorry, Greg Land. Because he didn't do the art. So I should say his full name. Greg Land and Nolan Woodard do the cover. And this cover is really nice. Um, it's got an army of archangels. Of evil archangels flying. And then like at the bottom of the cover. It's almost like they're coming out of the sun. It looks really cool. And you see like shadows of small archangels kind of bleeding in. And the one in the forefront's got like slobber coming out. He's got like sharp talon claws on his hands. So it's a, it's a really nice cover if I say so myself. Now remember on this one, Archangel is split. There's Angel and there's Archangel and they're two different people. And Psylocke and Magneto have tried to trap him down. Genocide, Apocalypse's son has him. Mystique and Phantom X are there. And then in the sewer, the Morlock sewer, Sabretooth and M are fighting M's brother, Implate. Okay, that's all you need to know. So we continue to fight the army of Archangels. Eventually what happens is... Um, Oh, there's this really cool page of an apocalypse statue. It looks really good. Um, but eventually what happens is is Archangel and Angel have to bond back together for the good of everything and everybody. But he's going to be a peaceful Archangel now. Now remember M and tricked Input into going back to his world so that she could feed, he could just feed off her forever if she would spare his friends. Of course, she has no intention of doing that. She tries to fight him. They fight. Um, he kind of blows up into gas, and uh, M kind of breathes him in. Sabretooth finds him, like, where's your brother? And she just has dark eyes, so you know something ominous is going on. The Archangels continue to attack the city. Phantom X has a chance to shoot Psylocke in the head and get his revenge, but he declines. Yeah, so like I said, Archangel and Angel rejoin, become one again. And kind of a creepy scene where Archangel wraps his wings around Angel, who has sprouted baby wings. Almost like they're in a lover's embrace. <laughs> and some light shines, and Archangel is all that's left. But he's a nice Archangel. He's in control. Then go back to the Savage Land, where M is trying to hide the fact that she has implant hands. And Sabretooth is like, I know what's going on, but your secret's safe with me. And I have a healing factor. I love you. Feed on me. And that's going to be their deep, dark secret. There you go. Um, art. There's actually some cool moments in the art here. Um, there's some cool pages. The colors continue to be a highlight. Both these team books, colors are the artistic highlight. The colorists are carrying these books. This story's not bad. Um, I don't really care about the endpoint thing because I have no history with it. I mean, I guess the idea of Sabretooth kind of like giving him, like, he's in love with this girl or thinks he might be him. And he kind of is like, all right, well, just use me. Eh, I don't know. It's intriguing to a point, I guess. Uh, The Archangel stuff seemed like a really long kind of roundabout way to get to the fact that uh, what is going on with Archangel. It was it was kind of interesting, but not super interesting. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give <laughs> Uncanny X-Men number 10 also 3 out of 6 claws. Both these books were just kind of there. Kind of okay. Not bad. Which, for some of this, is a step up. But, you know, nothing I'm, like, excited about at the moment. Still, my my excitement on new X-Books is still with uh, all-new Wolverine and Old Man Logan. And, and 
you know, somewhat still excited about all new X-Men. I'm enjoying that one a lot more. Of the team books, that is my favorite. But anyway, we didn't get that this time. We had these two. Um, average books. <laughs> Maybe slightly above average. Uh, but anyway, whatever. Uh, that is our Apocalypse Wars update. Hope you enjoyed it. Alright, no, that's terrible. Uh, record scratch sound that I can't make with my mouth. Um, hold your horses, people. I forgot a comic book. So we're going to have a quick extra Civil War 2 update. Um, because literally, while I was posting this episode, I picked up a comic to read. And lo and behold, old man Logan's backside is in there. You know, it's a problem with these um, big crossovers. And that sometimes there's like characters and just big wide shots of lots of characters. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, there's just people that you care about and just kind of in the background hanging out in these books and these crossovers. Now, I thought I did my due diligence. I got all my Civil War II crossovers, put them in a stack, whipped through them, even ruined, spoiled a couple of things for myself. I just wanted to make sure, you know, see what uh, what Wolverine and or Old Man Logan might appear in. Make sure I covered it. Because, you know, this is a completist podcast. <laughs> I may never get there, but if the show goes long enough, my intention is to eventually, maybe not go into depth, but at least say something, one, two, three sentences at the bare minimum about every Wolverine appearance ever. <laughs> May not be realistic, may not happen, but dadgummit, I'm going to try. So anyway, so I'm going to bring you this. This is the totally awesome Hulk number nine. Anyway, as I said, I did my due diligence. I flipped through this. I just didn't see it until I actually read it. So I was posting the episode. I was reading totally awesome Hulk number nine, enjoying my comic. And suddenly I was like, that was like claws. And I kind of pulled my eyes back. And sure enough, there was the back of old man Logan's head, his shoulders, and uh, three claws coming out of his fist. So he's in here. So, Totally Awesome Hulk, number nine. Written by Greg Pak. Art by Mike Del Mundo. Letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo. Co-colored by Marco D'Alfonso. I think that's because Del Mundo usually does his own colors. Uh, the cover are by the Dodsons, Terry and Rachel. And because it's credited, the title page design is by Nicholas Russell. The Dodson cover is the totally awesome Hulk, Amadeus Cho, hulked out. And he's facing the captains, Captain America and Captain Marvel, and a sky full of helicopters. Um, it would be a pretty great cover, except for his shorts. Now I'm assuming the intention of the design here that, you know, you might want a little extra padding around your butt and your crotch when you're wearing shorts. When, you're, when your armor is costu- or costume is a biker shorts, even Hulk-sized ones, it might make sense to have some padding. Or maybe he's just a biker. My bike shorts have padding in the butt. When I wear them, it looks like I have a diaper on. Um, but the way it's drawn, or maybe just the way it's inked, I can't tell, the little padding on the butt looks like mesh. So it doesn't look like padding it looks like a fart screen. <laughs> so anyway, let that sink in. Um, so in this book, basically, remember um, Hawkeye has killed the Hulk in Civil War II. 
pretty sad times. And you may have heard me talk about how the story in that book didn't really mesh with what's been going on with Bruce in this book. And I kind of talk about that a little bit. I can't tell if Greg Pak is saying, is trying to tie it together, or if he's kind of metatextually saying, the way you use the Hulk doesn't mix well with what I've been doing, so I'm going to comment on it (laughs) and say, that doesn't make sense. He was happy and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, they talk about that a little bit. But basically, you know, after the Hulk is dead, of course, if you've read the most recent issue of Civil War II, uh, they talk about how different, like, public reaction to the murder, assassination, execution, what have you, of the Hulk, of Bruce. Talking about how many people were kind of relieved. And, you know, they thought, you know, that it was only because the heroes were protecting him that Hulk's been allowed to run around free all this time anyway. So, Captain Marvel, really not as much based on a vision this time, and just based on the fact that there's another Hulk out there, is uh, going to confront Amadeus Cho. And she has a S.H.I.E.L.D. team and then a group of heroes. That's where we find Old Man Logan's backside. Um, and they're scanning Amadeus for any kind of sign of like he's going to Hulk out or lose his cool or be violent or whatever. And he doesn't. He just says he just wants to mourn his friend and be left alone. And then Carol, Captain Marvel, is pretty much okay with that. But right as she leaves, Amadeus gets a little barb in and says, by the way, if I were to Hulk out, what makes you think you could stop me? And then kind of have a, a stare off. And then she leaves. And then the Hulk uh, hulks out. And the totally awesome Hulk jumps around. Goes in the Appalachian Mountains in West Virginia. We see Hawkeye gets a text that the Hulk is going crazy. Uh, Captain Marvel has like her finger on the button to send someone after her. But she's waiting to see. The Hulk starts digging. What's he doing? Uh-oh. Starts to create seismic activity. We have to stop him. And then she's like, no, wait. And then we see that in the ground, Hulk is basically burrowed a big message. It says, made you look. And then he turns back down into Amadeus Cho. All his levels go back to normal. There's no scans. And then Captain Marvel's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll hold off. And then black, some, from off panel, we have a, yes, Captain, you need to back off. I'll take it from here. And we see the Black Panther. And what is basically um, a Wakandan Black Panther version of the Hulkbuster armor from Iron Man. But it's all Black Panthered out. Looks pretty sweet. So, Mike Domundo's art is pretty great. It's a pretty interesting, fun read. And the story was pretty decent. This kind of idea that, that we stopped one Hulk, so let's stop the other one. And he's like, but I'm not the same Hulk. I'm totally different and totally awesome. And then he kind of messes with them, gives gives the whole Captain Marvel and S.H.I.E.L.D. The, a big gamma-radiated middle finger. Uh, it was pretty fun. I'm going to give Totally Awesome Hulk number nine, five out of six claws. And glad I got to talk about it for just a second. So anyway, now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Okay, so that's going to do it for episode 189. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, rounding out July, getting close to the end of the summer. And of course, August is the celebration month for the podcast that goes next. It's my birthday, and it's also the end of the birthday of the podcast. And so that's cool. Um, still trying to do my best to have Wolverine number one of the ongoing series, our anniversary show. And really, the only thing preventing that is we've got to clear out the Genosha episode. So I'm working really hard to get that scheduled and done. 
and out to you so that we can get ready for the big one, uh, the big number one. So anyway, uh, as usual, like the Facebook page. Twitter is at SnickCast. Uh, email us, SnickCast at Yahoo.com. Show notes at SnickCast.Podbean.com. And until next time, everybody, hugs and snicks. All right, bye. And snacked. Snackity snack.